Uh, but tonight is First Wednesday. Every First Wednesday, we talk about one of our 12 house habits. And these house habits really exist to help us fulfill our mission. And we have a mission here at North Point, and that mission is to create Christ-centered, culture-changing community. That is our mission. And, and the reason that we want to create a Christ-centered, culture-changing community is because we know how important culture is. Culture forms everything around us. Culture impacts us every day. So we want to be culture changers. We want to change the culture of our homes. We want to change the culture of our community. We want to change the culture of our city. And that's why we are fanatical about the culture here at North Point, because we know that culture determines what grows. Culture determines the, 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 the success. If something is going to thrive or flourish, it is all dependent upon the environment, the atmosphere, and the culture. So we are fanatical about culture, and one of the ways that, 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 that help us in that is that we have these house habits that we live by. Now, their habits do two things. I, I want you to, to write this down, uh, put it in your phone, commit it to, to memory. Uh, this, this is... Uh, 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 two things that habits do. Number one is this. Habits will define our lives. Two is habits will defend our culture. Okay? Habits will define our lives and habits will defend our culture. Habits will define our lives because what, we'll, what we discover is that our lives take the shape of the habits we make. Okay, so as we as we make habits, our lives begin to take the shape of the habits that we make. So so our habits define our lives. But not only that, our habits will defend our culture. That's why we talk about we live on, because whenever you are tempted to quit, what you say is, no, we have a habit. And the habit is we live on through adversity. We live on through difficulty. Whenever you're tempted uh, not to to love at the standard that you should, you say, no, we have a habit here. We defend uh, against, we defend our culture by saying, no, we love big. If people want to start gossiping around you, right, we say, no, we don't do that. Why? Because we have a habit and we protect unity. So these habits defend your culture. They, they help you take a stand and fight against outside influences, right? They would try to get in and infect the culture that is here or the culture that is in your home or the culture that is in your marriage. So we've got to make sure we put the habits into place so we can define our lives and we can defend our culture. This is what Aristotle said. He said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. Now, we just finished um, a series where we were talking about Accelerate, and we said that, uh, that, that excellence is the X factor in our acceleration. It's the X factor. And whenever we, whenever we look at this quote, he says, look, excellence is not an act. Excellence is a habit. So if we want to accelerate, we realize that's in our habits. If we want to live the abundant life the way that God created to live, we realize that's not just in one act. No, that is found in a habit. And the, the habits have so much power and impact over our lives. I love what Augmandino said, he says this, he said, good habits are the key to all success. Bad habits are the unlocked door to failure. Good habits are the key to all success. Bad habits are the unlocked door to failure. The door to success is locked. That's why you need a key. The door to success is locked. You need a key, which is your good habits 
to unlock the door of success. But he says here that bad habits are the unlocked door of failure. The door to failure is open. It's easily walked through with bad habits. So what we see is that good habits are necessary, but good habits are the thing that has to unlock the door. It's not the easy path, right? I mean, we would all agree creating good habits is not the easy path. That's why there are so many bad habits out in the world. Why? Because that's the easy way. It's the easy path. That door is wide open, and it's easy to walk through that. But if you are going to have good habits, you've got to have the key. I love what John Maxwell said. He said, if your habits don't line up with your dream, then you need to either change your habits or change your dream. If your habits don't line up with your dream, then you need to either change your habits or change your dream. You see, so the question becomes, do you really have a dream for your life? Do you have a vision? Do you have a vision for your life? Do you have a vision for the impact that you want to make? Do you have a vision and a dream for what you want your family to be like? Do you have a vision and do you have a dream? And then you have to ask yourself this question, are my habits today in alignment with that vision? Because if my daily habits are not in alignment with the person that I want to be, if my daily habits are not in alignment with the impact that I want to make in this world, if my daily habits are, are, are not in alignment with the family that I want to create, then I have to do one or two things. I either have to change my dream or I have to change my habits. Because I can't live with habits that, that are not in alignment with the dream and feel like it's just going to happen one day. It's just going to all fall in place. Magically, somehow, things are going to change and my life is just going to get in order. No, it's not going to happen. So if my habits are not in alignment with my dream and my vision, I've got to change one or the other. I either have to lower my dream and my vision or I've got to increase and up my habits to meet the level of my vision and of my dream. The Bible says it this way in Proverbs 3, verse 1. I, I love this scripture, Solomon here, writing in the Proverbs, and he says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Now, prosperity there is way more than just financial wealth. Prosperity there is talking about a, a, a successful, uh, thriving, and flourishing condition, okay? So he says, hey, if you keep my commands, they're going to prolong your life many years. They're going to bring you peace. They're going to allow you to thrive. They're going to allow you to flourish. They're going to allow you success. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. He gives him this list, and then he says, then you will win favor. When do you win favor? When do you win a good name in the sight of God? Whenever you keep the commands in your heart. He says, keep these commands in your heart. Not only that, he says, but let love and faithfulness never leave you. And then he says, you need to make some reminders. You, you, need to, you need to have some. Bind them around your neck. You need to remind yourself. Uh, go ahead and tattoo them on your heart. You need to be reminded. Love and faithfulness can never, ever leave you. Then you will win favor. Then you will have a good name in the, in the sight of God and 
of man. And so whenever he's saying, hey, look, you, you need to keep these words. You, you need to keep these commands. You need to keep these instructions. This is what you need to do. What is he saying? He's saying you got to develop the right habits in your life. I've instructed you how to live. Now you got to put them into place. Now, I mean, you understand, when you put the word of God into play, the, the easiest way to do that is through habits. I build a habit of obedience. I build a habit of, of doing the right thing. I build a habit of showing up in the right places. I build a habit of not showing up in the wrong places. I build a habit of reading my Bible. I build a habit of prayer. I build habits into my life. So he's saying, hey, whenever you do these things, here's what you will find. You will find peace and prosperity. You will find that thriving, flourishing, successful condition. We could say that is the abundant life. You will find the abundant life whenever you live according to the instructions that God has given us. And whenever you take love and faithfulness and you put them in your lives, you tie them around your neck, you tattoo them on your heart, and you say, this is the way I'm going to live, then we can experience the favor that God wants to put on our lives. But, but if, if, if habits are this important, then we need to pay more attention to the habits that we're making because the habits that we're making are actually making us. The level of peace that I have in my life, according to this, is how, how much I'm living according to the instructions in the Word of God. The prosperity, the, the thriving, flourishing, successful condition of my soul and my mind and, and, and my body, the, the, that, that condition, where is that condition found? In my obedience, when I obey the Word of God. Whenever I take love and I take faithfulness and I hold on to them and I do not let them go, then favor comes onto my life. Well, I get there through habits. So we understand how vitally important habits are. This is not just something that we go, oh, wow, let's just fill our Wednesdays. Oh, wow, we have 12 habits and there's 12 months. And Wow, that would be cool. Like, let's, let's just talk about our house habits on Wednesday every year. Uh, that, that would be fun. It works. No, no, no. It's not that way. The reason we talk about these every year at the first of every month is because they are vitally important. The habits that you make are making you. That's it. House habits. So that's why we go through our house habits and we talk about we live on and we love big and we protect unity and we honor consistently and, and we lean in and, and, and we grow intentionally. These are the reasons we talk about we embrace discipline. And tonight we're talking about we practice honesty. We practice honesty. Let's, let's just take just a, a few minutes and then we're going to uh, enjoy a great meal together. Let's talk just, in, just for a few moments about this habit. We practice honesty. Now, I say a lot here that the hardest thing in life is to be 100% gut-level honest with yourself. I believe it's the hardest thing in life to do, to be 100% honest with yourself. Because here's what I've discovered about myself and about so many others is that we tend to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. We tend to give ourselves a little extra grace. We tend to be a little bit more understanding of our circumstances and our own mistakes more so than we are others many other times. Before we can effectively practice honesty with each other, and it's, it's very important that uh, we, we learn how to practice honesty with ourselves. Um, 
okay, let's just go for it. Why do we avoid practicing honesty? I was going to give a disclaimer. You're here on first Wednesday. So here we go. Why do we avoid practicing honesty with ourselves? Why do we avoid it? If, 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 we, if I'm telling you, it's, it's, it, I believe it's the hardest thing that you will ever do in your life is to be 100% honest, then we have to ask ourselves, why, why is it so hard? Why do, we, why do we fight against being honest with ourselves? Number one is this, it hurts. <laughs> the first reason we fight against being honest with ourselves, 100% honest, completely vulnerable and transparent with our own selves, number one, it hurts. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 3. He says, and why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? I don't know about you, but, but, but I never want to just be like, yeah, I mean, I've got the log in my eye. Like, that, that, that's like no fun in that. Like, that's not, that's not enjoyable to admit all of my mistakes and all of my flaws. There, there, there's, no, there's no excitement in that, right? And so I, I don't want to talk about the log that's in my own eye. I don't want to talk about all of my failures. I don't want to admit those kinds of things. Uh, and so it's way easier for me to do what? To talk about the speck in somebody else's eye. It's way more for me to talk about the dirt in their life than the dirt in my own life, right? And so the reason that I don't, that I'm not honest with myself so many times is because it hurts. It hurts to admit I have a problem. It hurts to admit. That's why in, in AA, right, Alcoholics Anonymous, they say, you know, hi, my name is Philip, and I'm an alcoholic, right? That, because they, they, they stress the importance of admitting, I have a problem. I have, I, I have an issue, right? I've got to be willing to admit. It's hard for us to admit that we have a problem. You know what else it's hard? It's hard to admit I was wrong. I mean, anybody else on the delayed apology plan? Like, I mean, it's, it's so easy. It's so easy. I mean, everybody say this after me. Say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See how easy that was to say right now? <laughs> but how come it gets so hard to say it other times? It's like, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to go to bed. I know I'm sorry would fix everything, but no, I'm going to go to bed angry. And I'll wake up angry tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow morning I'll say it. Why does it get so hard? Why do apologies take forever? Because it's hard to admit I'm wrong. It hurts to admit I have a problem. It hurts to admit I was wrong. You know what else it hurts to admit? It hurts to admit I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. That makes me feel insecure. It makes me feel insignificant. It makes me feel like if I don't know that, then you're going to start questioning other things about me. It makes, it, makes me, it makes me feel a certain way, and I don't like to feel that way. So what do I not admit? I never admit that I don't know. I just pretend that I do know. And I hope that you don't figure it out. Why? Because it's hard to admit these things. But, but can I tell you tonight that we cannot fix what we are unwilling to face? Right. And you can't quit what you are unwilling to admit. So if I want to quit it, I've got to admit it. Come 
And if I want to fix it, I've got to face it. I've got to bring it right in front of me, and I've got to be honest about the issues in my life, honest about the problems in my life, honest about the things that I've done wrong, honest about the things that I said that I wish I wouldn't have said. I've got to be willing to say I'm sorry, and I've got to be willing to say I don't know how that works. I don't know how that happened. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer, and I'm okay with that. We've got to practice honesty, but it, it, it does hurt. And sure, it might sting a little bit, to be honest, about the logs in our eye. We, we're talking about behaviors, uh, attitudes, thoughts, uh, that many of these, these logs we've just collected through our life. But before we go practicing honesty with others, we, we need to be honest with ourselves about how much it hurts. Because here, here's what happens. I, so many times people say, you know, I don't have a problem being honest. And what they really mean is uh, we need to put a, a tag on the end of that. I don't have a problem being honest about other people. <laughs> that, that's the add-on. Like I, I don't have a problem being honest. I, I just say it like it is when we're talking about other folks. I don't have a problem being honest. I love being honest whenever we're talking about someone else. But it's the people that are the boldest about being honest that so many times I, I found that make the biggest excuses for their own behaviors. Wow. They don't have a problem being honest about what's wrong with you or what's wrong with society or what's wrong with the world. But the people that say, I don't have a problem being honest are typically not honest with themselves because here's the truth. Honesty hurts. And if I'm going to practice honesty with you, I need to have practiced it on myself already and know that, man, this is painful. It is not easy to talk about this stuff. It is not easy to, to walk through some of these issues. It is not easy. Honesty is hard. And that's why I love whenever people say, wow, you know, I, I, I've, I've, I know what it's like to be honest. And, and, and honesty is tough. I've practiced it on myself. And the more you practice on yourself, guess what? The better it will be in a relationship. The more you've practiced on yourself, the better you're going to be prepared to practice with other people. So, so the first reason that we, don't, that we don't practice honesty is because it hurts. Here's the second reason we don't practice honesty, because it works. And sometimes we don't want to change as bad as we act like we do. Yeah, admitting hurts, but adjusting works. It works. Now, now you, it's going to take work, but it works. And sometimes the reason that we're not honest is we know if we walk this thing all the way out, we're going to change. And we don't really want to change as bad as we say we want to change. Being honest about our health, selfishness, prejudice, lies, it begins the journey of us digging out the roots that produce these bad fruits in our, in our lives. And, 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 and here's the thing. If I'm honest about what's there, then I have to be honest about why I won't do anything about it. 
Okay? So if I'm honest, if I'm, once again, it's hard. It's hard to practice honesty. But if I practice honesty and I say, this is what is in my life, this is what is controlling my mind, this is what is limiting me, this is what is holding me back, this is what is knocking me off course, this is what's taking my attention, this is what I can't seem to get over, this is the temptation that keeps on popping up, this is the thing that keeps tripping me up, this is the thing that keeps tying me up, this is, this is what it really is, and, and, and I I've done all, this is this is what I'm after I'm honest with that then I've got to be honest right. about what am I going to do with that right. what am I going to do after I'm honest about what it is then I got to be honest about what am I going to do and why I won't do anything about it and here's the thing if if there are things in your life that you maybe you have been honest about or you're willing to be honest about okay and we're honest about these things in our lives. We say, okay, I'm going to be honest about this. All right, and, it, and it, it, we know it's there. We know we're struggling with it. We're battling with it, whatever that is. We, we, know, we know it's there. But, but we haven't really started digging it out yet. We know it's there, okay? We know it is our limitation. We know it is our hang-up. We know it is... It is it is not it, it it's it's we we know that it's robbing us, okay. We know we know that it's stealing from us. We know that it's destroying our peace and our joy. We we know this is causing problems for us in a lot of areas. We we know that. Okay, so now I have to be honest about why will I not do anything about it? Then there's there's two options. There's two options. One, I like it, and two, I'm too lazy to do anything about it. That's it. I mean, it's, it's, it's two options. One, I like it. Or two, I'm too lazy to do anything about it. One, if, if I like it, I've got to be honest about this. It's feeding something in me. Okay? There is a pleasure that it is giving me that I don't want to give up. The pleasure is greater than, 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 than giving, up, giving it up. So, so I've got to say, I like it. It's, it's feeding something in me. Or maybe it's not feeding a pleasure. Maybe it's feeding a security. Wow. So this, is where, this is where anger can come in, and we don't get rid of anger because I hold on to anger, and the reason I hold on to anger is because I find security in my anger because it makes me feel like I'm in control. I like the way that it makes me feel. Whenever I yell at people, I like the way it makes me feel whenever I exert my dominance in a sense. I like the way it, it makes, it gives me a sense of security. And because of that security, I'm not willing to give that up because it makes me feel a certain way. Wow. Okay, so I, I like it. I've got to be honest about it. Or maybe I'm just too lazy to do anything about it. I'm too lazy to do anything about it. The work isn't worth the freedom that would come. The work isn't worth the transformation that will come in my life. So after I'm honest about what's there, I got to be honest about am I going to do something about it or am I not? And if I'm not, why not? I got to be honest about it. I like that. I like, I, like, I like that too much to give it up. It makes me feel a certain way. It makes me feel strong. It makes me feel secure. It makes me feel loved. It makes me feel valued. It gives me a feeling, and I don't want to give that feeling up. And so because I don't want to give that feeling, we just got to be honest about why we are letting the, the, these roots stay that keep giving us bad fruit. Right. 
right? And, and so if, if I'm going to practice honesty, okay, once again, it works. We just said that's point number two, it works. Honesty works, but you got to work it, right? You got to work the honesty in the right direction. But you first got to be honest about why is this fruit still being produced? Either I like it or I've just been too lazy to do anything about it. But if I will begin to practice that honesty and say, this is why this fruit keeps on showing up in my life. This is why I keep on... Uh, falling over this thing. This is why I keep, this is the reason why I've just liked it for too long. Okay, so now I've identified, through honesty, I've identified why this is still in my life. The mystery has been solved. And this is where, this is why honesty gets so hard. Because we love to blame everything on the devil And sometimes the enemy is in a me. <laughs> I love to feel like, oh, I'm just being overwhelmed by the devil. <laughs> and it's like, no, Philip, you just like that too much. No, 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 you... The devil ain't got nothing to do with that. That's all you, 100%, all you. I got to be honest about that. I got to be honest so that I can say, oh, oh, the reason that that is still in my life isn't that I'm under a spiritual attack. The reason that that's still in my life is I've liked it so much for so long that I am unwilling to get rid of it. Oh, okay, changes the game. That changes the game. Or when I just admit that, you know what, I've been too lazy to do anything about it. I didn't want to put in the work for the change and the transformation. And so I've just kept putting it off and putting it off. and put. I just got to be honest about why it's still there. Because if I'm not honest about why it's still there, listen, I don't feel like I can do anything about it. The cards are just stacked against me. There's just, no, there's, just no, I, there's just nothing that I can do. Well, the scripture says there's no temptation that has taken you, but that is common demand. So it's not like everything has aligned against you and there is no hope for you. No, everybody in this room has hope to overcome sin and overcome temptation and to live a, a thriving, flourishing life, to live in the abundance, to live in the overflow. Everybody in the room has potential to do those things, every single one of us. But here's the thing. We have to be honest with ourselves. Yes, it hurts, but yes, it works. This is why we have to practice honesty with ourselves first is because I need to know this works before I start trying it on other people. I I don't need to try this on other people. I need to have tried this on myself first. I need to know that the pain of honesty will produce a gain in my life. I'm not into anything for pain's sake. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm not signing up for anything. Pain for pain's sake is not the direction I'm going I'm to go. But if you tell me there's a gain at the end of the pain, I'm in. I'll go through the pain if I get a gain. And this is why you got to practice on yourself before you practice on anybody else. 
Because you need to know how bad this hurts. You need to know how uncomfortable it is being honest. And you know, I'm, I'm talking about like really honest. I'm talking about being honest about them crazy thoughts up in your head. I'm not talking about your polished church halo self. About those thoughts that run through your mind honestly that you're like oh my god like I don't even how did that even happen where did that come from oh I hope nobody knows that oh. that's what I'm talking about so we got to praise honesty with ourselves because if we're not honest with ourselves It makes being honest with others not helpful. It makes it hurtful. Because this is what the scripture says in Proverbs. It says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. You see, you're meant to sharpen your friend, not stab your friend. But this is what happens when we don't practice honesty with ourselves. What I find myself doing is like, oh, 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 we got a house habit at North Point. We're going to practice honesty. Brandon, do you know what's wrong with you? Yeah! <laughs> Just <laughs> lay that on the ground there. You know? We, we just walk around. Matt, you know what's wrong with you? Yeah! We just stab. We're called to sharpen when we stab because we don't understand how bad it hurts because we've never done it ourselves. And so we're like, I'm going to practice honesty, but, but, I, but I don't understand how difficult it is to do this. I don't understand the pain that it costs to, that you have to walk through in order to be totally honest about what's in your heart and what's in your mind and what's in your life. I, I've, I've got to walk through that myself. That's what makes practicing honesty with others so powerful. It's what makes it helpful and not hurtful. I tell you all the time, but if you need a pastor that's perfect, you need to go somewhere else. Because I'm I don't fit that category. I got issues and I've got problems and I'm not perfect and I'm wrong a lot. Just ask Destiny, she'll tell you. practice honesty on myself learn how to be honest about the things I wish weren't true about me I wish it wasn't true I can spend all my life justifying it away and trying to wiggle around it and try to say, well, you know, but it was because of this and it was because of that. And I, and I never get over it and I never get through it and I never win against it. Why? Because I wasn't honest about it was in me. It was in me. It's hard to be honest about things that make us uncomfortable. 
It's hard to be honest about thoughts that we know are not godly. It's hard for us to be honest about behaviors that we know Jesus said we shouldn't participate in. It's hard. It's hard for us to be honest about how far we are away from the mark. should be closer to the mark by now. Like, I should at least be hitting the bullseye board. Like, I should, ah, I keep missing the whole board. Like, I should be closer by now. I'm not. Yeah. It's hard to be honest. It's hard to be honest. But when we practice on ourselves, we realize it hurts. But when we practice on ourselves, we realize that it works. And the more I'm honest, about what's in me, the more I'm honest about why it's in me, the more I'm honest about what I find, and the more honest I am about all of those things, then the the greater chance that I will be changed and I will be transformed. And as I practice it on myself and I realize that it hurts and it works, now whenever I go to Brandon, I'm not trying to stab Brandon, I'm trying to sharpen Brandon because I realize the process and I wanna walk with him and journey with him and encourage him and hold his hand. I wanna do that. And as I begin to work with other people, I begin to realize, man, this really works. freedom and the transformation that I found in honesty is the same freedom and transformation that you can find in honesty. You don't have to hide behind the lies. You don't have to hide behind who you wish you were and who you think you should be. You don't have to hide behind any of that anymore. You can come out and be honest about who you are and where you are because whenever you're honest, it's the key to your freedom and I'll hold your hand and walk you through it the whole way. We practice honesty. That's who we are. And we start by practicing with ourselves so that we can practice with others effectively. So we can be helpful, not hurtful. I want you to stand with me tonight. Bow your heads just for a moment as we close in prayer tonight. Father, we thank you for tonight. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all that you are doing in this place. Father, I just pray tonight that each and every one of us would be aware feel right now that there's some folks in the room that 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 aren't even really aware of the level of dishonesty because because they've been in a church culture for so long. 
been in a church culture for so long that you're not even really aware that you're not honest. It's become such a part of your routine and your rhythm and your mindset that you're not even aware. It's not intentional. It's not intentional. You're not intentionally being dishonest. It's literally there was no awareness of the lack of honesty. And I believe tonight that 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 there's some folks in the room tonight and and that is what you are coming face to face with. This truth of man, I didn't even know. Man, I wasn't even aware. It wasn't intentional. I wasn't trying to hide anything. I wasn't trying. I wasn't trying to manipulate. I, w- I wasn't trying to, to. I wasn't. I wasn't doing it on purpose. But now I've realized. Hmm. There was a lack of honesty. tonight I pray that we would all as a community that we would be honest that we would be honest with ourselves God that we would overcome those hurdles of why why we don't be honest why we're not honest with ourselves that it hurts God I pray that we would walk through the pain because we know that there is gain because honesty works it hurts but it works God, I pray that we would work it. I pray that we would wrestle those things down, that we would find out why those things are still in us and what's going on. How do we get these things out of our lives? God, how do we do this? God, how do we do it? It starts with us being honest about it. Father, I pray we would not just be honest with ourselves, but that we would be honest with ourselves first so that then we can practice honesty with others, that we can see other people experience the change and transformation and freedom that comes from practicing honesty the same way that we experience change, transformation, and freedom from practicing honesty on ourselves. God, may we sharpen our brothers and sisters. May we not stab them. May we help them not hurt them because we know what it is to practice honesty ourselves. Father, let this habit build us and make us better. Let this habit make us stronger. Let this habit be a habit that transforms us all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, put an amen on it tonight. Come on. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.